Hi, everybody. This is Marnie with the Golden Thread Podcast, and I am honored today to bring a new brother onto the podcast to you. This is Andrew Genovese, who is joining us from from California, right? Yes, that's yes, from California, and I'm I've been watching him like pseudos from a lot of the other brothers that I've been able to um, interview on the podcast, and I just just asked him I'm like hey would you like to be on the podcast and he's like yes I'd love to so I'm very very thankful that he said yes um and today I'm gonna let me just introduce him a little bit so he's based in California and he's a breathwork teacher a healer plant medicine guide a nutritionist specializing in helping people move towards wholeness and really working with two-hour dimensional breathwork sessions that incorporates one's own breath and healing sounds of music um and you had a really important journey that i think we'll be talking about in a little bit so i wanted to introduce you just in whole of like what you do and you know your instagram is breathe heal evolve which i really love that too um so welcome welcome to the golden thread podcast Pleasure to be here with you uh, today, Marnie. Yeah, it's an honor, and I'm happy to share my wisdom and uh, on the podcast. Well, I would love to start, which I do kind of with with everyone, which is really their their own spiritual journey. You know, as we, I mean, the the, the whole premise of the podcast is that we we are all you know working towards a, a unity in consciousness, right? At some point, and we're all at that at different points in our lives. But usually for me, um, there is an overlying, you know, deep desire, of course, in many ways it might be instigated through trauma or through something in their life where they decide to go on the spiritual path or it's something incorporated in like for me, my mother's from Myanmar. And so I grew up meditating in the monasteries from a young age. And so it's just part of my culture. Um, Tell me how you got on the path and what, really inspired you and how you got to where you are today yeah so that's a story (laughs) so i spent i spent most of my uh most of my 20s traveling the world i i left the country i left the u.s for the first time uh, to brazil in 2010 and since then uh, i i had a just divine passion to explore parts of the world because when I arrived in Brazil I had never felt that alive uh, in my life Mm -hmm. and so I just continued to travel throughout my 20s I would literally come home uh, I would work for a couple months and then I would be gone for six months and then I would come home and I'd work for four months and then I would be gone for five months and traveling central in South America and then I lived in Australia for a year and uh, yeah throughout my 20s and been to like over 40 countries and yeah let's see 2015 I was working two jobs working just non-stop and I was saving to open a uh, backpackers hostel in Central America yeah. so uh, I was living in in Nicaragua and really really beautiful place we built our place from scratch uh, it was really really cool and I had, I, had, I had started it with a guy from Canada and I had already seen some pretty 
some pretty nasty parts of, of him. And I, I questioned at time, like, do I even want to like go through with this? Like, um, but every time I was just like, okay, I have to, like I've put thousands of hours into this project. I have to just see it through. So I was out in Nicaragua. We were running this hostel. It was doing like really well, like straight off the bat, like people all over the country were talking about it because it was just so cool and so unique. And uh, let's see, after about being open for like six months, uh, just every day I, I was waking up with in really intense, severe anxiety and just knowing that one of my business partners was either going to be extremely belligerent uh, at the hostel and the other one was literally going to be on a power trip and going to start a fight over something. So uh, every day I woke up, I was just like, oh my God, like this is like supposed to be like my dream and it's not <laughs> you know to all to all my friends right all over the world who i'd met in so many different countries it looked like i just had this dream life and i i just built this incredible place and i had friends from all over the world uh coming to visit me and that was really really cool but uh on the inside internally i was like dying and um I, essentially we had some serious political corruption political corruption within the country uh the president started just killing tons of innocent people uh, at protests and it got really heavy really fast like the energy of the country like switched 180 like in a matter of literally weeks and so I, I pretty much left on, on a whim mm -hmm. with literally like a couple things in my in my duffel bag and um every I left everything and I was expecting to come back but things just kept get, getting more and more gnarly so I I was venturing up Guatemala, El Salvador, and Mexico. And in Mexico, I had my first uh, LSD experience. And that was extremely important <laughs> in my evolution. And I, and uh, some really supernatural, just magical, mystical things happened in that journey. And uh, but long story short, I received a message that uh, I had nothing to worry about and everything was going to be fine and that I just needed to just surrender mm -hmm. and that I needed to live in New York City. So I left this tiny surf village in Nicaragua, uh, moved to New York City. Hmm. Uh, both my parents are from New York, so okay. uh, I got I arrived in New York City and as soon as I got a job, I started losing motor function in both of my hands and my arms. Huh. And so when I would grab like a towel to dry my hair or a glass, a darting pain would go into my hands and arms. Yeah. So, you know, I, I saw I went the Western route, which I already knew uh, was awful and I wasn't going to be able to get any answers from. But yeah. my mom had begged me. So I so I went. And, uh, you know, of course, I was right because the doctor just doesn't just don't understand how real health works. Right. So. I uh, I ended up. I ended up just playing the victim role for like maybe two or three weeks. And then somehow, I, I don't know, I, I just switched that energy and, and I just started just really just trusting the process and just being like, okay, everything, you know what, everything's gonna be fine. I don't know how. Uh, at the time I was having just, I was going through a mega, mega, mega dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I truly didn't know if I was dying, if I had some rare disease, because I was like, who who does this happen to? Like, mm -hmm. who just wakes up one day and their hands and arms just like stop working to full capacity? Mm -hmm. Like, this is so bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um, so long story short, I, I started breathing every day. I started just sitting on the edge of my bed and doing breath work. No one told me to. 
I don't know how I knew how to. I guess it was just intuition kicked in or I received a message in dream time. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know to this day, but I started breathing every day. And after about three weeks, I started noticing that I was just more calm. And I started just being able to just kind of like, just slow awareness, awarenesses and conscious things starting to stream in that I wasn't really aware of because mm -hmm. there wasn't an awareness in my life before. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, let's fast forward four months and there was just so many profound changes in my life. I started getting just absolutely, obviously fascinated or fixated with the esoteric realms and what was out there in the cosmos and studying, I started studying like very deeply, just wanting to learn more about meditation and breath. And uh, I, I got really interested in fasting and I was doing a lot of fasting at that time, but uh, once I, I knew once October came and it started getting colder that I had to go back to California. Mm -hmm. So after about a month being back in California, uh, I continued my breathwork practice and I healed. I healed from all the, what, what it was, was just chronic inflammation from just stress yeah. and anxiety mm -hmm. and just, you know, years of just a really shit GMO, Ameri mm -hmm. typical American diet. And, you know, my body simply just couldn't take all the toxicity anymore and all the stress and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it, it reacted. <laughs> so, how old yeah. were you? Do, can I ask how old you were when that happened? Yeah, that, so that was, uh, that was 30. That was three years ago. Okay. So I had my little initial, initial kind of like uh, spiritual awakening, I guess, in 2012, but it was very, very subtle. Uh, in 2000, two and a half years ago, 2018, yeah, my spirit blasted off into the cosmos, you could say. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was really where it all began for me was, and it was all through the breath. So wouldn't be doing what I would, what I was doing now and sharing uh, breath with so many if I, if I wouldn't have had that journey. Absolutely. It's always, I feel the inner incredible dark night of the soul saturn return that moment where you go into self like really go into self and find your own way to emerge so congratulations on that it's such a feat in itself to do that yeah for, forever grateful and as we know so many i mean almost you could say 90 percent of all the lights on our planet at some point just went through uh some form of test where they were really backed into a corner so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful for it, and I, and I wouldn't be uh, where I am now. So like, thank you for the pain, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think for a lot of people out there who, you know, are going through it and who are looking for solutions, and this is this is one way that you know we become the teachers is we we master what we need to master in order to help and heal others, and so. For your path, it's like you liberated yourself through the breath, and now you are a breathwork teacher and helping those understand the breath and work with the breath and understand their prana. And as in Hawaiian, we call it like the ha is the breath. Mm -hmm. And so that so now you're in California, mm -hmm. and you've you've continued your journey there, and you've kind of now you're facilitating and grounding yourself in California and offering what you're offering mainly in california or do you still travel a lot yeah i mean so i was 
the last trip I had was literally days before uh, COVID and everything shut down. So that was December to mid-March. So I traveled the last time that I could, but yeah, we've done some trip. I was just in Costa Rica six weeks ago. So mm -hmm. that was really beautiful. And yeah, my partner and I are planning actually to leave California in the coming months. Um, we're getting messages to uh, get out. So, yeah, yeah. so we're following the guidance and we're not really going to be based anywhere. I think we're going to be giving our medicine uh, all over the place. Yeah. Um, and, and luckily, wherever I am in the world, uh, you know, I can work with clients one-on-one -on -one or in group or uh, through mentorship through Zoom, like so many are. So, but yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot of exciting things to come as, uh, yeah, my partner and I are, yeah, receiving a lot of really, really profound DNA activations that are starting to come through with who we are on a galactic mm -hmm. level and it's very exciting beyond profound so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh I feel it's a language right now that's actually very openly common like there I, I you know for me doing healing work I think for like 30 years now I see such a huge change in the, just the last five years of people's abilities to incorporate light language downloads of deep levels of awareness ancestral codes all kinds of things that are truly truly working on on not just a high soul level but you know their spiritual counsels are coming through and just being called really to the places that they need to to do the best work that they can and i was reading in your bio too that you had a pretty profound speaking of teachers like pretty profound three-month journey in the south of india um, where you were on a voyage in the mountains and um, worked with a guru. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because I do feel that some people are, you know, we are in such a unique time where a, a tremendous amount of esoteric wisdom, sacred wisdom is coming to the forefront. And some of us are, have been blessed enough to actually work with a very significant teacher. And some of us aren't going to be as blessed to do that. So. Um, I would love for you to share, you know, that time or just that experience of meeting someone like that and, and being able to receive what we call like in Hawaiian, the Ike, the knowledge, um, which has been passed on to you in many different ways. So could you explain your experience in that South of India? Yeah, yeah. This experience was just, it's so hard to cultivate in words and try to really like convey the, the, the things that I was seeing and experiencing and uh, just the, the vibrations of that sacred land of the Nilgiri Mountains that, you know, Shiva and Shakti were literally walking 20, 25,000 years ago and, you know, walking into the jungle with my guru and, and uh, visiting visiting some of these incredible sites of like a stone that Guruji told, you know, showed me and, and said, Hey, I'm going to take you to the footprint of, of Shiva today. And I said, you know, Guruji, how did this footprint get here? And how did anyone know this was here? Mm -hmm. And, and then he tells me a story that's so profound, like, Oh yeah, there's a man that lives here. And one day there was a, a pack of wolves in the mountains and the wolves communicated with them and they brought him to the footprint of Shiva. And so that's how uh, some of the yogis knew that his footprint was here. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I mean, it, it, was, it was just like a daily, uh, a daily occurrence of just being flabbergasted and blown away at the synchronicities and just the pure magic that is just all around us and right in front of us all the time. But one will never experience it unless they're truly open to the magic that we are just surrounded by in this just field of consciousness that is just everything and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so through through going to some of these ashrams and and uh, meeting some of the yogis that Guruji had known, and I would say, you know, hey Guruji, how, how long have you have you known him? And he would he would say, mm, many, 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 many lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it was—I was—it was just a constant, like, just bringing me back, just like out of my physical body into, into the esoteric realms, just all the time, you know. On top of just spending four to eight hours a day of uh, just mantra and meditation and yoga and breath work, and just uh, every day, just going through walks through the tea plantation and just observing the thousands of different species of birds and monkeys and bison and you know just watching the warhogs just like frolic around in, in the water and uh multiple different different species of deer and little tiny barking deer that weighed like 25 pounds but they sounded like a large animal but it was so tiny it was just so uh, it was just so magical where i was and to have this experience with you know a man who literally lived in a cave for 11 years and dedicated his entire life to unifying with with the cosmos and source and uh, just the things that he would say on a just a, a regular basis so many things that i just wasn't aware of and yeah i mean that's what he's gained access to right he's gained access to the infinite through tens of thousands of hours of silence and meditation and unification with with uh with the oneness that is in all of us you know the whole universe is right here and suddenly humanity is learning that it isn't externally it's not out there it's not in a loved one it's not in a house it's not in a partner it's already here and when we start to become aware of that and conscious of that then uh, everything starts to shift in our life so it was, it was just a profound experience beyond words and what i did for my vibratory level and consciousness uh, was just yeah like nothing i could explain and yeah when i came back i was not the same <laughs> it's not the same person i would what an incredible beautiful beautiful blessing and we like you know bows to you for for venturing and having that in, because not that many people and especially now like we would never have predicted that well some would have predicted that we were going to be going through or going through but that you were able to really listen to the call and to go have those beautiful adventures those spiritual sojourns and and dive deep into the practices and that kind of goes into a little bit of our topic that we wanted to discuss tonight which is you know humanity becoming conscious and as you were mentioning that you know consciousness isn't outside of self it's actually inside of self and so this practice that you do with people the breathwork practice and all these other things healing plant medicine um psilocybin whatever it is one of my favorite books is zigzag zen i don't know if you've ever read that book but it's a fantastic book of 
wonderful spiritual teachers who've all um, practiced, you know, some kind of plant medicine on their journey at some point and the importance of that, you know, especially for some of us who are, I believe in the West, extremely in our conceptual minds, that um, if we're not around, as we call like Aina-based spirituality, earth-based spirituality, then we we are um, utilizing other parts of our own aspects of spirituality in ways that aren't really about connecting into oneness of overall consciousness. So where do you see right now, like if we discuss this topic a little bit about humanity becoming conscious, what do you believe is where we are and where we're going? No, like, especially with, you know, you're in a little bit of a younger generation than me. And I'm so always so curious about the youngers as they're coming up and they're gaining all this beautiful mana and they're really like utilizing their voices now and, and owning a lot of this and, and stepping forward to, you know, be spearheading new ways of living, new ways of doing. It's really wonderful. And I think it's a total sacred revolution that's happening. Um, and I, I totally am here for it. So I'm always so curious, which is my own thing of why I wanted to start the podcast is where does the younger, this beautiful generation that's coming up, that's truly embodying this in a new way, see where we're headed or where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're in a pretty extraordinary time right now uh, and a very pivotal time as well. I mean, that we that what we're experiencing right now hasn't happened in in so many thousands of years, and as we know, as we start to gain more of a sense of everything that lies outside of us, we start to realize that nothing is coincidence. So, all the ancient civilizations, the ancient texts, the hieroglyphs, the ancient Egyptians, the Hopi elders, the Mayans—they all knew that this time was coming. And the Mayan calendar even predicted uh, 18,000 years ago that this time would come. And they said at 2012. Yeah. So for whatever reason, numerically, they were off by eight years. Everything <laughs> manifested in 2020. Right. But, and many, and many people who were awake before 2012 thought that some huge, huge event was going to happen in 2012, that we were just going to be in this whole nother dimension like on the drop of a hat and obviously uh that didn't happen but in 2012 we did experience a harmonic convergence yeah. uh, as well as 2016 we experienced another harmonic convergence so what that means is in 2012 we uh, experienced a, an immense amount of light that beamed onto the planet mm -hmm. um you know from the central sun and you know i and probably receiving a lot of help from the galactics and higher dimensional beings that mm -hmm. are in the other 200 billion galaxies and are in all the universes mm -hmm. and so when this this uh harmonic convergence happened in 2012 it allowed uh millions of people all over the world to start having spiritual awakenings mm -hmm. well a lot more right and in 2016 there was another surge of of light onto the planet which allowed a whole nother wave of mm -hmm. spiritual awakening so there was loads of spiritual awakenings happening in 2016 17 18 and then leading up to 1920 and this now moment mm -hmm. so we are we have access to a level of consciousness that we have not had access to in, in 
tens of thousands, thousands of years but possibly even hundreds of thousands of years yeah. if ever yeah. and in this now moment right now we are literally in a so many different cycles an 80 year cycle a 200 year cycle a 600 year cycle a 1200 year cycle a 2000 a 6000 a 26000 and a 200000 year cycle so all these are com being completed uh, simultaneously so one thing that people have to remember is that the planet's always been changing mm -hmm. <laughs> this thing of uh, global warming the, the planet's always been changing always we've always been going through huge cycles and huge changes and you know there was a time where uh you know planet earth mother gaia discarded the dinosaurs there was a time where Mother Gaia discarded the Neanderthals. But this time, uh, in Indian cosmology, for example, we are leaving the Kali Yuga and we are entering the Satya Yuga, which is the Garden of Eden or Heaven on Earth or the Age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So we are not moving down in vibration. It's good news. We're moving up. <laughs> so we are, we are in an extremely pivotal time in this now moment because... Uh, 2020, we are starting to see a lot of really heavy and dark information start mm -hmm. to come out. Mm -hmm. Well, we, I don't know how many months we are away, and I don't know what timeline is going to play out. Um, there's an infinite possibilities in the cosmos, right. but we are, we are literally at the tipping point of a lot of this really dark and heavy information mm -hmm. uh, of all of it child sex trafficking of Monsanto, of Big Pharma, the government systems, uh, all of those are gonna start to become known by the masses. And what I want to say, you know, if you're initially listening to this and there's a slight trigger, that's okay. Yeah. Because we have to become aware of, of, of these this darkness that's plagued our planet in order to move forward to where we're going into this golden age. It would be impossible otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to become aware of the darkness and then we will transmute that into light. And we're going to watch that play out with, with our own eyes and it's going to be, <laughs> I, it's going to be unbelievable. And it I really think any, is. Yeah, I think anyone that's on a spiritual journey is, is so excited because, you know, of course that it's okay to feel those waves of, you know, um, of anxiety or you know of dropping into not knowing it's okay to feel that but always just continuing to get connected with our spiritual practice and our breath and realizing that mm, I'm just letting go I'm just surrendering to what is and to what's to come and knowing that I'm protected and that you know I have a higher purpose here and that is to become love and by becoming love becoming by literally uh, unifying with with source every single day mm -hmm. and getting rid of these old patterns and trauma, I can literally change the trajectory of the planet. And mm -hmm. that's how powerful we all are. Mm -hmm. Woo! It's so good to be alive. <laughs> I mean, it's so good to be alive. And I know a lot of people out there, maybe if they're on the spiritual path or they're just learning about it and they're moving into their awakening ascension process and they're moving through their shadows and being really present with their triggers and their trauma, it can be a little bit, um, it, it's meant to rock your boat a little bit. You know, you're, it's not gonna be necessarily easy. And that's why it's important to find people like Andrew to work with 
um, so that you can learn how to how to breathe through these parts of your cellular memory and all the deep, deep, deep trauma and lifetimes that you've brought to this moment in order to heal it into a higher vibratory state of love. And it's possible. It's really what you're here for. So uh, just this, just listening to this. And as he was saying, if you're feeling it like in your body and you're like, oh my gosh, this is all making so much sense. And thank God I'm alive right now. And I am so grateful. I am so terrified and I'm so excited and I'm here for it. Um, you're welcome to the now moment and welcome to, to moving quantum too, like to recognizing that, that you are a beautiful sentient being here to live a quantum reality. And um, so I wanted to ask you too, if you have some, some other thoughts about not just the ascension process, but you know, tips in terms of breath work that you are really seeing. I mean, I'm a Kundalini teacher, meditation teacher as well, and um, constantly doing, you know, breath of fire, you know, <laughs> all the time, and lots of other breath for people. I think is is pivotal, as you know, Yogi Bhajan said, like it's meant for the the age of Aquarius. I mean, Kundalini practice, breath work practice is designed for the age of Aquarius for many, many reasons. And it helps our nervous system to get into a parasympathetic and sympathetic state so that we can actually move into the neutral mind. This is all really, really important because as we know, we are meant to be triggered, meaning we have to meet our shadows and they're gonna be really big, you guys. And like he was saying, his, um, and uh, you're doing stuff with, with human trafficking and I do a nunnery and orphan project in Myanmar in my mother's home country. And a lot of those girls are from, you know, rescued from the villages for those industries. And you're all gonna find your own things of sacred altruism or sacred activism. So once you get into that state of like recognizing your own Dharma and you wanna participate Andrew's doing something very similar, which is always so inspiring. So I think I asked like three questions at once. <laughs> so I was like talking in, in a total circle. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted you to talk about what you were doing in, um, in terms of that, but also in terms of breath work, like right now, because I do um, listen to people who have worked with you and talk about your breath work practice so what is it that is about your breath work that might be a little bit different or maybe it's not maybe it's maybe it's a technique that can anybody do go onto your website and learn your breath work technique or yeah absolutely so i have i have a uh, single sessions and i have four sessions a week and then there's the monthly and the monthly are is so is so affordable if you do a bunch of sessions it literally comes out to be like like eight dollars ten dollars a session oh my gosh it's it's so affordable and I, and I made it that way because i wanted uh, anyone to be able to to access it and yeah essentially i i found i found this practice through the self-transformational um people self-transformational coaching and just teaching them breath alone people i, I was just like god people have such profound changes in their life mm -hmm. uh just through breathing so when I first started getting like really deep into the esoteric world, mm -hmm. I think I tried like self-sabotaging, trying to learn like other practices, but source was like, nope, you're, no, you're going this way. And kept bringing me back to the breath. And 
Yeah, so far, I've just, uh, what I love about breathwork so much is it empowers people to take their life back, to take their health back into their own hands. Mm -hmm. And when they have this experience of like unification with all all the animals or plants, or they literally have total oneness with the universe and the cosmos, like this, this feeling, this Mm -hmm. sensation, that is so much more than just words. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can literally has the potentiality to change their trajectory of their life forever and never ever and be like, wow, everything I was living was was all for my peers. And I was working this job just to impress people. And I had this uh, toxic partner that totally, I was just doing it just because it was easy. And just all these revelations mm-hmm. will start to come. and. You know, I believe that everyone should just go to whatever whatever medicine or whatever practice they're being called to. But I'm also such a firm believer that the breath is everything. Mm-hmm. And every single person should be using their breath through this time to navigate these energies because it is the most powerful tool that we possess. It's the most powerful tool that is literally wired in our DNA to access these deeper states of consciousness, these altered states of consciousness, and have these profound healing experiences, as well as just raising our immunity, our vitality, getting rid of heavy metals, toxins, and purities that's in the body. Thus, when we do this, we start to elevate our frequency, and consciousness is like a, is like a spider web. It just goes out into every aspect of our life from literally having more patience in a grocery store to meeting, being willing, more willing to, to help someone out, to having more uh, calm when we, when we meet someone who triggers us. Yeah. But it, it just spirals out into everything. And God, with the amount of women that I've worked with who have lost weight, who have been looking for an answer for so many years. Mm-hmm. And then... And then all of a sudden they drop like eight pounds or 20 pounds within a very short period of time. I'm talking like a, like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I-, I can't even make sense of this. Like, how did I lose all this weight? And I say, look, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You start her breathing mm-hmm. throughout your life. You have all these energetic blockages that are simply emotions. These emotions are energy. They're energetic blockages. Mm-hmm. And with your energy, with your prana, you're breaking up those energies and then you're freeing up just all this area in your hips, womb space, stomach, and especially women hold a lot of tension uh, in their hips and, and womb space. And so many women, especially who are, you know, who are doing healing work, starseed women have experienced some form of sexual trauma. Yes. So through, through, through breath work, you're able to just really build such a deeper connection from the heart to the womb space Mm -hmm. which is uh you know a a woman's womb space is so connected to her heart and so the 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 profound changes are just simply like pages there's so many it's so long because that's how powerful the breath is and it's literally in our dna to be able to breathe and heal and evolve Mm -hmm. and that's my that and that's my instagram name breathe heal evolve and it it just you know it's it's the breath is everything and it is it is and i just love that you're like bringing it all together and um it's like watching like i can see how you work with people and 
And I'm sure that everyone is so just thankful for you for stepping up into into your gifts, you know, as a healer and as a masculine healer too, which is really very profound now because I believe that we are seeing more and more of the divine masculine stepping up. Um, and I can say, you know, doing this work for so long that it was always, you know, one guy, two guys, three guys in healing school, one guy, two guys, three guys in yoga school, meditation, practice, whatever it is. And now there is just this beautiful, which is like, <gasps> so thankful that you guys are stepping into the light and really, and really cultivating um, this embodiment of a healed masculine, which is very, 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 very important right now. Very important and very important for the feminine to receive healing from the masculine because it just goes so deep in terms of patriarchal conditioning that's in the feminine embodiment. So to be healed by a, by a masculine is just it's miracle work. It really is, Andrew. So I really want you to know that I really commend you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's really for a woman to step in, in this session, blindfolded, fully giving her full trust in me and, and incorporating body work, especially for the women who have experienced sexual trauma, mm -hmm. the, the level of trust that has to go with that and healing like it's one thing for a woman to be able to hold space for them, right? Like blindfolded, yeah. but for this masculine energy to be holding space for them, uh, incorporating body work, getting out some stuck energy that may be in their hands or legs, um, it is just adds like that much deeper of a level of, of healing and trust. And I wanna, I wanna share something really, really profound that my guru told me when I was in India. Uh, this was like the second week I was there and he was, he shut his eyes and he, he was like, he goes, my son, you work with, uh, with many women. And I said, yes. I was like, how did you know that? He was like, mm. you were healing many women long before you were conscious. And I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, and then he went on to saying how he's like, you mentioned having many, many girlfriends that you had non-sexual relationships with. I said, yeah. I said, yeah, that was just always my nature. I, I had tons of guy friends and girlfriends because I just love, I love, I love people, you know, and didn't, yeah. and I was always able to, I guess, draw the line when I had a, you know, a female in my life that was really special. And I was always able to draw the line and, and you know, sleep in their bed dozens, hundred, what, so many times. Mm -hmm. And there was always that full trust. So when he said that, I was like, wow. All throughout middle school and high school, just by being me and being friends with so many women and, and building that trust with them and mm -hmm. the ability to literally stay the night at their house and sleep in their bed with them was mm -hmm. so healing for them. And I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. You know, mm -hmm. I was just being myself but right. yeah he said that you were healing so many women just by building that that intimate trust of being able to trust a masculine being that close with each other and having like you know nothing sexual happen so that was like right. really, that was like a really like profound kind of like aha like wow and it was just so um and it was just such a beautiful realization that hadn't come into my awareness through you know working with so many people and uh especially probably mostly women so 
Mm-hmm. It is. A, it's a wonderful aware and a validation. Yeah. To witness your own light, especially when someone's reflecting it to you like that, and. and valuing you for who you really are and supporting that because I do think that you know we have gone through hundreds of years of the feminine being suppressed taking advantage of all of this stuff right and so now we're in this in this complete rising of the feminine as mother Gaia brings us into these moments of of all goddess energy like erupting right now and really rising right now right it's rising everywhere it's just like wow and uh and i do see this this consciousness shifting too of of the feminine you know being more open and i and i see this with my work with with brother keone too and it's like this ability to to and at first it didn't happen naturally like if i was there in a room with him and we were both sharing and teaching and everything like that the receptivity of the feminine was so beautiful right to be in the presence of a healed masculine and to really receive that without any i mean and there might be little triggers here and there that's that comes up for them but finally the surrender of it is so beautiful to witness it's like watching a lotus bloom that's how i see it it's like watching the feminine lotus bloom and it is magnificent so what you're doing i know it's hard to contextualize sometimes maybe for somebody who's not who doesn't work in energy or esoteric um sacred practices like i do but when i see it it's kind of like i see what you're doing in this beautiful way and it is it is about finding that feminine divine spark and like nurturing it like a garden you know it's like helping them to discover who they really really are and that takes tremendous skill i'm going to say that you know and you've been doing this for many many lifetimes and so it doesn't it doesn't come right away right and and i think that's what's really makes you very unique and why I believe you're going to be very, very successful too. And people, the more people that learn about what you're doing and can welcome in that healed masculine energy, it's so good for all of us. So I really hope that if you're listening, you know, please follow what Andrew's doing and follow his website, follow him on Instagram, um, reach out to him to get some sessions and stuff because and it could be not just for the feminine right it can be for the masculine out there too which I was going to ask you next um, if we have a little more time is um, how you work with the masculine yeah so you know I one thing that was so beautiful about the sacred sons retreat I just came into was just a I felt it just just being there for that one weekend literally just kind of like uh, just brought me just anchored into this like masculine like lion energy and you know at Sacred Sons Retreat everyone's calling me Lionheart because that's my other other name mm-hmm. uh, or festival name or yeah. whatever whatever yeah. you want to call it um, and so it just brought me into this beautiful masculine energy just to, to practice safe masculinity yeah. and a lot of pr- different primal activities that we did while we were out there and yeah actually of uh of my mentorship that's starting in february um uh, most of the people on board are are 
uh, the masculine, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, because I would say it's probably 70% women that I work with and probably 30% men. Yeah. If I had to guess. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting that the mentorships ended up being masculine. So it's like maybe, okay, is Source uh, trying to get me to work with both to, and, you know, I believe, or I, I will, I, I know over the next 30, 40 years, me and uh, my partner are going to, you know, bring some really, really, really powerful work to this planet because uh, we don't incarnate on Earth very often and we're here for one reason and that's to bring a, a lot of uh, light and consciousness onto the planet. And yeah, so we're going to be showing up in a big way for for everyone who needs guiding and healing who's called to uh, work with us wherever we are uh, in the world. And I have And I have a feeling that we're going to be uh, multiple places we're not just going to be in one because you know um, I like traveling around the cosmos just like yeah. I do just like I do the planet and mm -hmm. you know when I say traveling around the cosmos we're quite literally going to be doing that in these in this lifetime as these DNA activations and DNA codes start mm -hmm. to come on and we start to have full telepathy telekinesis psychic abilities uh, remote viewing astral travel all of it we're going to have all of it in this lifetime and uh, that's going to be just again another thing that's going to be so profound to watch just change cool. your cell phone say goodbye to it you won't have one in 30 years from now it won't yeah. exist and, <laughs> and yeah everything as we know it uh, we are going to see literally completely transform and change so it's an extraordinary time. I just can't wait to see uh, where Source is going to bring us, who we're going to co-collaborate with, co-create with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one really important message that was coming through in a plant medicine ceremony just last week that I'm actually, I'm gonna share on Instagram this week mm -hmm. is uh, the Galactics were telling me um, that you guys need to stop viewing each other as competition. This is an old way of thinking. This is an old paradigm. Uh, everyone's work in this now moment is extremely important in order to grid these fifth dimensional frequencies onto earth and continue to push out these more dense uh, lower energies of of manipulation and control and child trafficking and et cetera, et cetera. So it's really, really, really important to just truly see, see each other for beauty and the power that they hold and that everyone's gifts are extremely important in this in this now moment. Yes, completely agree with you a hundred percent. And I would love, and I, I, you know, there's just, everything's just so excitingly tingling all over. And my own guidance is like, yay, they've got it. <laughs> Woohoo, finally. <laughs> you know, like, it's happening all over. Um, so let's talk about your eight week your eight week mentorship and it's it um it's beginning in mid-february and is it a group mentorship um or is it individual yeah it's an eight-week mentorship and each each uh client is one-on-one -on -one. so yeah there's a few spots left okay and yeah it's just really a very deep dive uh, into the soul and the spirit and you know uh really posing questions that uh many people have never been posed before never been asked before mm -hmm. and you know for me it's all about not you know 
really empowering them to show them that they're already all the things, they're already compassion, they're already love, and that they don't need me uh, after. Yeah. Sure, some people might need more guidance, that's totally fine, but my my goal is to not have them needing me like like some yeah. like life coaches have been like yeah i have this one client that he he's been coming back to me for years and it's like well no dude, you're not doing your job if he's like coming back to you year after year after year you know uh, yeah i think so, that profoundly shifted you know when chiron the wounded healer shifted and and i i know for me um that shifted a lot after i think around that time where i really was focused on not the codependency of the he being the healer you know i've done a lot of energy healings in my time and my whole goal at this point really is to is to help people be able to cultivate their own prana in their own way and to heal themselves and to launch from there you know really like take off and do and expand and live connected to everything that you can possibly be but you know i believe that that type of healing is is finally starting to go including you know all of those paradigms around it so you know if you're i feel though my what i what i hear from my guidance is like whoever is in front of you right now is who you should be working with right now so if you're listening to this right now and you're resonating with what Andrew is saying. And you're like, this is like my, I'm getting a full body yes. That's what I like, a full body yes. Then that's your teacher right now. And then that's gonna shift. And then it's gonna be someone else or it's gonna be nature or it's gonna be an experience or it's gonna be whatever life has for you. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I find Marnie is that, you know, and I'm sure you can agree, when people start to change the energetics uh, of their life, right? Ego says, oh, I want, well, I'll do that once this falls in place or, or you will, well, I'll, I'll get that job once I get this, mm -hmm. but, but higher self, your spirit says, just let go, surrender. Yeah. Uh, it always, it always chooses growth and all the things around us are, are just impermanent. Everything that we own is impermanent. We, we won't leave with any of it, mm -hmm. but just what, whoever you're called to, whatever you're, there's so many gifted, there's so many gifted beings incarnated on our planet right now. Go work with someone and, 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 and seek guidance mm -hmm. as the planet needs you right now. It needs every single being to awaken, to help navigate a lot of these heavy timelines that are floating around because we have the ability to change these timelines with our own heart frequency because that is how powerful we are so if you're feeling called to work with me reach out to me send me an email uh, and that's essentially what we're going to be doing we're going to be diving deep into the soul and spirit and and going some some places that you've probably never been before and it's going to be beautiful it could be painful it could be messy but you'll come out on the other side not the same person that you came in Wow. <laughs> I'm like, yes, please do it, everybody. <laughs> please reach out to him and find a way, find a way to uh, be inspired by your own ability to heal and to grow, or like he says, to breathe and heal and evolve 
that's what you're here for and to really like live a beautiful incredible life everyone it's your birthright it's your birthright and so um mahalo brother for coming on to, to the podcast it's been really so delightful to have you i know we're going to meet in person one day whether it's in hawaii or on your travels or maybe in in myanmar have you ever been to burma i've been all throughout laos cambodia thailand vietnam and myanmar was like do i have time to go to myanmar no i have to like make it down through cambodia and laos there's just like i could go for a week but i want to go for longer than that so it didn't end up happening yeah well one day one day you know there's always tomorrow so we'll see what's happening especially with what's going on now but um Maybe you'll be in Hawaii soon or, you know, blessings to you and your partner as you guys start to release California and welcome in whatever source has planned for both of you. I'm sure it's going to be the adventure of a lifetime, Yeah, which it should be. <laughs> this, this incarnation is the adventure, the adventure yeah. of a lifetime. So, Marnie, I'm really looking forward to meeting and sharing an embrace in the flesh. Yeah. Wherever it may be. And in the meantime, I really enjoyed uh, being on. Yes, thank you so much. So if you guys are listening, please follow him on um, Breathe, Heal, Evolve is his Instagram handle. And his website is www.andrewgenovesehealing.com. Is that correct? That's the one. That's the right. And, and it'll be written out on, on everything as well. So but if you find a way, what's your email address? Andrew at andrewgenoveshealing.com. Okay. So if you're listening and you're feeling inspired, I hope that all of you guys will listen to the angels and actually reach out and blessings to all of you and hope you all stay safe and heal and move into deep levels of inner peace and compassion so all my love and thank you thank you thank you and mahalo brother mm, love to you marty be in touch thank you Bye, mahalo. see you